Welcome to episode 27. My name is Andrew Farhat. Welcome to the Transformed Podcast. I'm here with a special guest, Phil Barnard, our principal at St. John's School at Wash Park in Denver. Welcome, Phil. Thanks, Andrew. It's great to be here. If you're interested in checking out our school, you can look at our website. It's at sjdenverschool.org. Uh, it's a beautiful website. demonstrates our vision, our philosophy, and what your child would get if they chose to, if you chose to enroll them at our school. Um, we started to unpack this question last time, Phil, which mm-hmm. I think is a really fair question. It is, how do I know God really cares about me? And uh, why would you say that that's a fair question? Well, we said it's a fair question. I mean, there are, there are 8 billion people on earth. There are possibly 100 billion that have ever lived. Like, why am I important? I think it's fair. I've not written any symphonies lately. I can't slam dunk a full ball. Um, why would God care about me? I think it's, it's fair in the grand scheme of things to just recognize that um, God is out there. I'm just here doing my thing. Does he really care about me? My life sometimes is tough. You know, goes ups, we have our ups and downs. We have our bumps. We, we experience pain. We experience suffering. Um, and sometimes we, we would like to think that if God really cared about me, life should probably look different than what it is. Yeah, and I think the issue of suffering is what kind of makes this question so yeah. relevant. Uh, today, we're going to unpack why does God care about me. In different episodes that we've already recorded, you will be able to access the other question, which is, if God is good, why does he allow suffering? Mm-hmm. So we would mm-hmm. encourage you to tune in to some of those episodes uh, wherever you podcast, and you can access those. But we hit, I think you hit, a great argument last episode, which is God loves me and shows his care for me that he stepped into creation and gave his one and only son to die for me mm-hmm. so that I would live forever with, with God and have the relationship restored. So that's where we left off on the last episode. But then there's something that happened three days later, too, that I think also demonstrates his care for us. Um, And all of you who are listening likely know where I'm going, and that is Easter Sunday, the Mm -hmm. resurrection of Jesus. But I guess I'd say this, Phil, why does the resurrection demonstrate that God cares for me as a believer? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, the Bible talks, uh, Jesus says, greater love has no man than to lay down his life for his friends. Mm -hmm. So for that act of Christ dying and laying down um, is the greatest demonstration of of love. Now, the resurrection three days later, the super important part there, um, was for the forgiveness of sins, for the atonement to bring us back to one with God, um, for us to experience eternal life with him um, and all the glory and and beauty that that's going to entail um, and it just it means that we no, we don't have to be separated from his love for eternity absolutely because you know, that's what we're all facing in the end if if we reject christ and decide to do it our own way you know we have difficulties now we're going to have greater difficulties um, when that time comes i absolutely and i think some people might say well why why does it have to be that way and i think i would say this to just help us understand god made a way for mm-hmm. us to have a restored relationship. He gave his one and only son. He gave him to die and rise again for sin to restore that relationship. That is how he has provided it mm-hmm. in a beautiful, uh, very deep, emotional way uh, to show his love for us. So if we say, well, you know, God, 
you know, I, I believe you exist, but I don't agree with how you've shown your love for me, or I, I believe you exist, but I don't like the way you de you've determined to save me. Well, I think we're getting a little picky there. Uh, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, he said his son, his son died for us, and we spoke that we're both dads, and, and the act of great care that it would take to send your son or daughter to die for someone, and if they were to turn around and go, I'd prefer a different way. I don't know. I'd like that's that's my boy. That's right. It. Yeah. Absolutely. There's um, no greater way that I could show you that I care. There's, yeah. There's He's gone to great lengths to show us his love through his death and resurrection. It's to the greatest lengths. Yeah. So if you believe that this happened, I'd say take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take it by faith. Accept his death and resurrection for you. Mm -hmm. And what I would say about the resurrection as well, Phil, is you hit on the restored relationship. I'm going to go in a slightly different direction, um, which is. The Bible says, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. So when Jesus was raised, he became a new creation. And then when we have faith in Jesus, he has union with the believer and we become a new creation. The Bible will also call this regeneration mm -hmm. or being born of the spirit or being reconciled to God. And it's a new life. Okay, so I have new life. And this new creation is pointing forward to a new creation that is coming mm -hmm. at his second coming. So Jesus is risen and he will come again in glory to bring in the final new creation, which mm -hmm. is um, a place where there is no more death, no more mourning, suffering, pain. The old order of things would have passed away. And Jesus promises that because he's been raised from the dead, we also will be raised, even if we physically die on this, in, during this time on this mm -hmm, planet. Mm -hmm. So that means, the resurrection means God cares for me a lot. Because yeah. what he's saying is, no matter what you go through in the end, I'm guaranteeing you're going to have a brand new body. You're going to love it. It can't get sick. Um, you, it can't die. Um, it's going to be a reunion with loved ones. Mm -hmm. It's going to be what no eye has seen, no ear has heard. God has prepared this for those who love him back. Mm -hmm. So if you love him back, you get it. If you don't want, don't want it, he doesn't force you to have it. No. But I'd say it's best to just take it and believe in him and love him back because he does love you enough to die for you and rise for you and promise all eternity with him. Um, so I guess I'd say this, Phil, is any, any thoughts that you have on that assurance that the believer has that, hey, we're, we have, in the end, everything's taken care of, right? Do you think we could worry less about stuff while we're here? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think worry, worry less, definitely. I don't yeah. know if we can totally eliminate worry. I know. It'd be um, great if we could, though. Yeah. And even, you know, Peter in the Bible, when he's, he's writing to his people, he says, cast your cares upon Christ because he cares for you. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. not saying don't have a cares. That's right. Because he knows what life looks like. But he is saying when you have those cares and worries, Put them all on Jesus because he cares for you. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's how we're going to deal with the worries of life. Right. What if we lived in the light of eternity each day? What if we lived in the light of, all right, in the end, what's going to matter? Mm -hmm. What's going to matter is love. What's going to matter is sharing. Mm -hmm. Who have I shared the love of Jesus with? Um, and if we lived in the light of eternity... I'm thinking that, you know, some things I do worry about. Like you said, yeah. I can 
I can take those cares to Jesus and he's going to give me peace. And that's a beautiful thing. And I think um, point number five after the resurrection. So on the first podcast, we covered three points. Today, our fourth point is Jesus's resurrection for you shows his love for you. But I think this fifth point also piggybacks on the resurrection and the indwelling presence of God living within us. Mm -hmm. It's Jesus's presence and guidance for you through the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. shows that he cares for us. So I'm going to play this this hand. Psalm 32, verse 8. It says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Um, Phil, how have you, how have you personally experienced the Word of God instructing you, counseling you, and teaching you to help you with your daily life, your decision making, your lifestyle? Mm-hmm. How has that? How has the Word helped you there? Yeah, I think what it what it's done for me personally is helped me prioritize things in life and kind mm-hmm. of put things in the right order, like from mm-hmm. eternal to really temporal. Um, and when mm-hmm. I make spending decisions, or particularly financial decisions, you think, well, what difference is this actually going to make eternally? Um, you know, I believe God gives us resources to enjoy, but um, he wants us to use them to bless other people as well. So, so I look at that and go, how do I prioritize? What is, where do I need to spend my time and my effort most? Mm-hmm. And according to the word of God um, and just putting the other things in their rightful place. Yeah. So God's word helping you Mm -hmm. prioritize through your lifestyle, see what's important, see what's not. And I think what I would say, God shows his care for you that he gave you his word because he loves you. And I think what we can clearly say is those who follow his word, there's certainly less troubles in dealing with sin than Mm -hmm. if you were to just say, well, I'm going to sin and -hmm. I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to live in rebellion and whatever. God protects us from a lifestyle of a lot of trouble if we just avoid sin and go it his way. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so I think we probably take that one for granted, but let's be clear. His word comes through the scriptures Mm -hmm. because we believe that those were written by apostles and prophets who Mm -hmm. had direct revelation from God. And Jesus is at the center of the scriptures. So he is the word of God who is uh, at the center of inspiring the apostles and prophets. And ultimately, he says the Old Testament is about him and the New Testament is about the fulfillment of him. Um, And so we encourage you to read that. And then second, we can get access to the word when we hear biblical preaching and teaching Mm -hmm. because that is based on the written word. It's called textual exposition of the written word of God. And so if you're listening here and maybe you've been distant from the church, maybe from COVID or just life has caught up, we want to invite you to jump back in, to find a local church, find a Bible-believing church, a gospel-centered church that can speak to you because, man, we all need God to talk to us. Yeah, we do. (laughs) And he does and he wants to and he loves us. Okay, under this umbrella of Jesus' presence and guidance for you. Uh, You mentioned something. You said we can cast our anxieties upon him. Mm -hmm. We do that through prayer. Mm -hmm. How would you say prayer can give peace 
to the believer and, and demonstrate God's care for them. Yeah, I think when we when we pray, we just we, we're coming to God like Dad and just acknowledging it's like this is a problem. This is what I'm feeling right now. Um, I'm uncomfortable with this. Uh, I want to give it to you, and I want your guidance and your wisdom on it. So uh, sometimes it's just a matter of giving it to Him. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a matter of listening back and hearing. Okay, well, here's how God wants me to deal with this because He's spoken to me through prayer or through the Word or through. Um, uh, a sermon at church or something like that. So there's a few different ways, but I think part of it is just coming before God as a kid comes before their parents and say, I have this, this is on my heart, I'm bringing it to you. Right, absolutely. You know, just this morning, um, there's just several different concerns that I woke up with this morning. Um, And then I was blessed to have some prayer time. Um, And I took about probably 20 minutes or so Mm -hmm reading Philippians chapter 4, and then living it out. And it says in Philippians chapter 4, Do not be anxious about anything, Mm -hmm. but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses Mm -hmm. all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So I did it. I tried it out. (laughs) And God gave it to me. He gave me that peace, and suddenly I just reflected on this question. Why? What am I afraid of? Yeah. And then God says, fear not. I'm going to give you peace, and he does that through prayer. And what a gift that we probably take for granted too. But it's there. It's like our lifeline, and the Holy Spirit can give you peace through that. And then under this umbrella too, Phil, there is God's people. Mm Mm-hmm. So God speaks to us through his word mm-hmm. and through his people. And it's like, man, when I look at the past 20 years of my life, since I've started to really follow Christ, I think before that I wasn't really. Um, God gives me his word, prayer, and people. So whatever the hardship is, whatever the concern is, man, he's provided a great setup for me to get through or have what's called biblical endurance or biblical perseverance or biblical growth in the midst of the hardship. Yeah. Um, Phil, any, any reflections or stories about how you've seen God care for people in the midst of hardship? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the greatest ways that God cares for uh, us is through other people and cares mm. through other people is through us. Mm. Um, and. I remember when I was in London, as uh, I was pastoring the kids and family section at our church, and uh, unfortunately one day we heard the news that a tragedy had struck one of our families, um, mm-hmm. and they they had lost their little girl, and she was wow. uh, just a few months old in the middle of the night. Um, and obviously as a church, we were trying to come around and support this family in, in this time, and I, I remember asking the dad, um, we were talking about funerals, the family didn't have... A lot of money and I said well you know perhaps we can help out with that like let, let us take that load off your mind how much would would a funeral cost and he said um, he goes well we you know we could probably get away with three or four hundred pounds kind mm-hmm. of thing and I said yeah but how much would the funeral cost that you want as a dad like that you want that would show the love and care for your little girl yeah uh, and he said that would be around one thousand five hundred pounds uh, mm-hmm. significant amount of money 
Um, so I said, okay, let's, let's see if the church can carry this burden for you. And we got the word out. We didn't, you know, we didn't go to the church office and say, we want to check the 1500. We went to the church people and said, hey, there's a family in need at the moment. If you would like to contribute to this, um, let us know. And I remember arriving at church on Sunday and the whole day, people that I knew, people that I didn't know, strangers were just coming up and just shoving money in my hands. And some people that knew the family, others that just said, I've heard someone needs help. Here's, here's some money. And I was just carrying all this, all this money in my pockets. Everything was full. And um, at the end of the day, I gave it to the accountant, put it in the safe for the night and said, can you let me know tomorrow how much is there? And when he called up in the morning, I said, so how much money was there? And he goes, there's 1,504 pounds. Wow. So this family wanted to send off their child um, and the funeral was going to be 1,500. And Mm. we pulled together 1,504 for them. It was like, that was the exact amount. Um, and that was just God showing his care through his people mm-hmm. for this one family and for that little girl, I think. Wow. Uh, and that, that experience, will, the, the, I think that's just the church being exactly what the church needs to be. Yeah. So God doesn't promise that there won't be difficulties and suffering, but he does promise his presence mm-hmm. that he'll walk with you through it mm-hmm. if you desire him as a believer. And so, wow, what a testimony to mm-hmm. God's provision to that family. Yeah. That he said, hey, I'm gonna be there and you're gonna see me show up. Um, and I think that I can reflect on my journey and other believers and we can all say when there is suffering, God's word, God's mm-hmm. peace and his people mm-hmm. are right there. Mm-hmm. And so um, that gives me hope. That tells me God loves us and that we're gonna, he's taken this to a better place. Yeah. I'm going to close with this uh, Bible verse. And also, if you're listening and you're like, man, I don't really have those kinds of friends, I'd say pray for it and seek it, and God will provide it for you. Uh, Carve out the time for those believers you know uh, could be your friends, and um, you need them. We need each other. We need to walk and experience life together. The Bible calls that fellowship. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to close with this verse. Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. And so if if you're listening here and you're like, well, I think I need a new beginning, or I need to start over and have a personal relationship with God. You've heard how much He loves you. You've heard that He wants a relationship with you. Uh, The invitation is to trust in the Lord, to say, all right, It's time to stop doing things my way. Let's turn it over to him now. Let's trust him. Mm -hmm. We want to invite you to do that because you get the benefits of his death and resurrection, his provision, his word, his peace, his people, and he's taken this thing to a great place which no eye has seen nor ear has heard what God has prepared for those who love him. If you have a question, you can submit it to hello at sjdenver.org. We're grateful that you have tuned in. And if you have been blessed by this uh, message and you think that there's someone else who could be blessed by it, I want to encourage you to share it um, and to subscribe to following uh, our podcast as we would love to continue to nurture you and to encourage you with the gospel and enrich you in your faith. We'll see you next time.